Hey y'all, welcome to this new episode of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast with your girl Stephanie Hardy. So on this episode, during this amazing week called International Podcast Week, I have an amazing conversation with radio producer and host of Rest Friends, Iridian Fierro. We get into so many things like her fandom of wrestling theme songs, how she got her radio career started, and what type of inspiration she has moving forward as a woman of color in wrestling and also in radio. So I hope you enjoy this conversation and take something from it because we had such an amazing time together this is the hardy wrestling podcast following for um a really long time and someone i'm really glad i have the pleasure of talking with and she is so accomplished she is first of all a producer of wgn radio she's a graduate student at columbia college in chicago illinois she's the host of the chicago set list she's also the host and creator of rest friends with teti chavez and she's on air with sports keto wrestling and she's a social media contributor to wrestling wind down with Lo, who's a friend of the pod who's been on before um her name is iridian fiero yes. how are you ma'am <laughs> i'm great how are you i'm doing great i can't complain and i'm so glad to, to have you on and of course if you're in the comments and you're watching live you know please pop in we have Lo, who's popped in already on youtube saying iridian with a heart emoji <laughs> hey girl i can't wait to see you next week oh my god it's gonna be great but yeah i'm so happy to have you on so i'm gonna start by asking you what i ask all of my guests and that's when did you fall in love with wrestling Oh my goodness, I have been watching wrestling since I was a little girl. Probably around seven or eight, I'm not too sure like what age it was, but I do remember being at my grandma's house and my uncles were watching it. And I was like, what is this? What is going on? What's happening? I was very confused, but also very entertained. Um, And I think it was a chairs match. Shawn Michaels might have been in the ring, I'm not sure, but chairs were definitely involved. And I'm like, this is insane it was very dramatic and i'm very dramatic so i loved it so it was chairs and Shawn michaels mm-hmm. and it was just really dramatic yes it reminded me of like a, a telenovela and we watched i watched a lot of soap operas when i was a kid and it was just the drama and the action and everything that i wanted and the fact that it was entertaining i'm like this is it i like this you know, I think I've never really heard anyone compare wrestling to a telenovela, but I think that is an amazing um, comparison to make. It's pretty parallel because, of course, you have all of the action, all of the drama and everything. So it's definitely like the equivalent of an action soap opera. So yeah. that's, a, that's a pretty correct assessment to make. I like that a lot. So with that in mind, when did you also fall in love with audio journalism and sort of wanting to use your voice with that? Oh man, um, I, I've, I've always had a very deep, deeper tone of, of a voice. So when I was younger, I didn't like to talk because I would get made fun of a lot for my voice. And I was like, oh, like, okay, well, this is the one that I have. I can't change it. I don't know what to do. Um, but going into finishing up elementary school, 
uh, my professors, my professors, my teachers, they wanted me to start speaking more. And once I did that, they were like, hey, you have a very good public speaking voice. And I'm like, I don't think so. I think you got the wrong person. I don't think that's me. But they really pushed me to not be scared. And they would make me um, host a lot of the assemblies at schools. So I would go out there and present and kind of host the event with the guidance of my teachers. And when I graduated, this is elementary school, one of my teachers came up to me and said, hey, I think you should go to Columbia College and study radio. And I was like, okay, I guess. <laughs> and throughout high school, I really tried to work um, to really come out of my shell because I was still a very shy person. I'm a very shy person in general. So the the fact that I do a lot of things online and social media, I feel like is still very crazy to me because I, I am very shy. So in high school, I was like, okay, I think that I want to do radio because I love music and I've always had radio in my life. You know, I, I would dance around in my room when I was little and the radio would always be on. So I'm like, okay, I guess it makes sense. And Columbia had a really, really great program. Um, I went in there for a tour and the first day it was, they put you in a studio and you recorded a script and they gave you feedback. And I'm like, oh my God, this is really cool. I really like this. So I have just always liked music and audio in, in some sort, but I didn't think that I could do it. And it was really my teachers who really pushed me and they were like, you know what, you can do this, go for it. And I did and I, I love, radio and anything that's audio related I really fell in love with once I got to college because they taught me how to do it all there that's so crazy that you were made fun of because your voice was deeper because it's just like I feel like um as women they feel like oh our voices shouldn't necessarily be as deep mm -hmm. and we sort of feel a sense of insecurity with that yeah. but my thing is it's just like even with our uniqueness it's like you find a place for it and it's really clear that a lot of people who are surrounding you you know supported you and saw the writing on the wall it's like they saw like okay her voice is like this and it could fit here and yeah. even when you weren't sure they were sure and you were able to at least you know try you know your hand in it and see you know where your voice fit and you found it and I hate that you were made fun of because of that because your voice is so I love it it's so velvety oh thank you so Maybe. much I appreciate that <laughs> Yeah, I like it. Like, if I was listening to it, like, every day, like, on the radio, I would feel really chill about it. Oh, you are so kind. Thank you. I'm I'm still getting getting used to it. I guess over the years um, and listening back to it, I don't like listening back to, to my podcast. Um, Me neither. So I... <laughs> So I think it's just something about like, okay, I, it's okay. I did it. I'm comfortable with it. But yeah, it's just something about listening back to it. I'm like, I already know what I sound like. It's fine. Yeah, me neither. And it's just so funny because even with listening, listening to myself back, it's like, I didn't think I could ever do anything like podcasting ever. And then the more I started doing it, the more people actually will compliment me and tell me, oh, you have a good voice for it. And I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> Like this, because this wasn't something I planned to do with my life. But just yeah. the fact that you know I started it, and people are saying you have a good voice for it, is like it freaks me out. And the only time I listen to myself is when I'm making clips yes. and putting it out there, like I was tonight for Monday Night Raw. Mm -hmm. Like that's the only time I listen to myself. But otherwise, I don't. I don't make it a habit of doing it either. So <laughs> well, that's know. good to know. Yeah, we're still trying. We're still, yes. you know 
trying to find our way here. But oh, it looks like we have some somebody in the comments. Hello, Troy. Hi, Troy. Love you. Yeah, so great. I love Thank Troy. You. So much. But yeah, um, I'm glad that you didn't give up on your voice in that way. Um, in the sense that you just decided, oh well, I'm gonna keep doing this and it's gonna work for me. Yeah, and a lot of people are insecure with their voice. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You have a great voice. So it's just a thing of like, I guess, mentally getting over that. Yeah, definitely. You also mentioned, I think I might just circle back to that thought, but when you became a wrestling fan, like what mostly caught your eye about it and what made you stick with it? Oh my goodness, the women. I loved Trish and Lita growing up and that whole storyline, I'm telling you, the soap opera, again, there were so many love stories and there was so much like backstage craziness. I was like, oh my goodness. And they can fight. I think um, I, I was very, very young when Trish and Lita main evented Monday Night Raw for the first time. And mm. I remember crying and like I knew that it was such a big moment because before that we had only seen women in bra and panties matches um you know we just saw women the not the way that we wanted to you know it was really hard for me to watch wrestling especially when like things like that would happen and I would have to explain to my mom like no it's not like weird it's it's okay like I, I love the women like you you're fine um and she was just like, okay, like, this is not it. And she would not, she was not here for me watching wrestling in general because she just not, did not like it. It went past my bedtime. It was on a school night. Mm -hmm. Like it was just a, every box it checked to not like, <laughs> for parents not to be okay with it. And when Trish and Lita main events and I was like, oh my goodness, this is everything that I wanted in my whole life. And the women have really made me stick with it because I always wanted to be like them they were my role models and a lot of the women who are performing today are still my role models so it the women is definitely what made me stay i think that's beautiful because a lot of people i feel like in the wrestling community a lot of people have a tendency to underestimate um how much the women's division or even back then as the divas division even still did for us girls because i remember when i was watching it i was just watching it simply because these were women and they were girls like me even though they weren't doing the most favorable things and you had men you know like whistling at them and all kinds of certain stuff like that it's like they don't take into account how us as girls were still seeing these women as you know still reflections of us in a sense even though it wasn't exactly the most favorable um, image still. And when you think about Trish and Lita and what they were able to do back then um, in terms of main eventing and even their feud all throughout their time together, it's just, they just are icons and they're legendary and they deserve all of their flowers. Um, have you ever met them at some point? Oh my God. So I recently met Trish and Lita. Um, which Lita, this was the second time that I met her and Trish was just so amazing. I was so nervous to meet her oh. and um, it was like, I was in line and it was a, a bunch of men and it was very minimal women who were in line to meet her. So me being like one of the first women who was in there, 
I was like, oh my goodness, I love you so much. You're so great. Like, it's a photo. You don't have a lot of time. And I didn't want to be rude because the line was so long. So she's like, oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And she looks you dead in the eye. She so does. it's very intimidating. And I'm just like, oh my God, like you were my childhood hero. I didn't tell her this, but like in my head, I'm freaking out, of course. Like she's my everything, my childhood hero. Like this is the reason why I love wrestling. And she was super, super kind. And we took a picture. We did the pose because we had to do the pose. You got a point when you meet <laughs> Trish. Yes. So she was super excited. She's like, that was a great idea. I haven't done the pose in such a long time. And I'm like, oh, my God, I love you. Thank you. Have a great day. Like, it was just amazing. And Lita was also fantastic. Uh, the second time that I met her, Icon, she's the queen. Uh, she complimented my makeup, which I will never forget. So I had just a wonderful experience with them both. Okay, and was this like recently, like this year? Yes, this was at our C2E2, our Comic-Con in Chicago, which was in, it was maybe like two, two, three months ago. And it was just amazing because a lot of other wrestlers were there. And uh, this is where I met, I met Sasha and Naomi also. So mm -hmm. they were incredible i got to talk to naomi for a little bit because we got an autograph with her uh me and teddy and she was just so sweet such a beautiful soul something about them is just so kind and wonderful and i miss them so much i hope they come back to wrestling <laughs> yeah me too um i remember just looking at so many people who actually met sasha and naomi there and um i was just like y'all are so lucky because i love <laughs> sasha um if you look on the back there's a flag yes. right there i love her she's my goat um in women's wrestling period and i'll argue about it till the day i die um and i love naomi too because i just watched her from the beginning so i was looking at everybody and i was just like they're so lucky but also when it comes to trish and lita i was happy to meet them this year too at alabama comic-con because at first it was supposed to be JBL, but I guess he pulled out. And then mm. they made it an all women's thing because it was Trish, Lita, and Mickey. Honestly, that's better than JBL. <laughs> that's, Honestly. What a lot of, that's what a lot of people, you know, said. And that kind of was, in a sense, like I would have tried to make the best out of it. But the idea that it was those three was just really beautiful. And then I had my first fan table at that large Comic-Con. And I and then being able to meet them and stuff. And then being able to ask them the question on the stage with them. Mm -hmm. That blew my mind. I was just like, what the F is going on? <laughs> Which I saw those pictures and they looked amazing. I was like, how? <laughs> how did this even happen? Oh my God. Well, this is really my first time. Well, no, this is my first time telling a guest on the show about it, I think, maybe. But what happened was um, they had a panel for women's wrestling. And I went upstairs and left my table, you know, behind to participate in the panel as a guest. And I was there with my podcast t-shirt on. And Trish Stratus remembered me from having met me the day before because she saw my shirt and she was like, and when I got up with the microphone and I was like, I had a question and I was like, hi, my name is Stephanie. And she was like, and she has a wrestling podcast. And she remembered me. And I was like, oh my God. And so the moderator MJ um said okay you have a wrestling podcast you have a wrestling show and I was like yeah and I was telling him everything that I do and he was like okay well you go up there and ask them your question the way that you would if you were on your show and he let me up there and I walked up there on the stage and asked my question and it was really dope to do it and I was scared but I still <laughs> tried to you know hold in the nerves yeah. 
and just conduct the interview the same way that I would have anybody else. And they were really nice about it. They answered my question and then they asked the same question back at me. I asked them, you know, what was the best advice that they got when they were starting in the business? Because everybody was asking them questions about what it was like, you know, during their heyday, you know? Mm -hmm. And I want to know, what was it like in the beginning when y'all first started? Like, that's what I wanted to know. And they appreciated that question and they asked me the question right back and they let me sit up there with them the whole time. It was just amazing. (laughs) I cried afterward. I went to my boyfriend's house and just wept in his arms. I was just like, I just can't believe this happened. And then his mom was like, is she okay? (laughs) And he was just like, it's okay. It's happy tears. And I was just like, yeah. Yeah. It was was a lot. It was a beautiful moment that I'll cherish forever, though. But I'm really glad that you were able to have those moments, you know, with those people, you know, who inspired you um in your journey like that's so great i'm glad we had that even this year is incredible so did anybody ever try to make you feel weird about being a wrestling fan oh all the time all the time and they get like facts wrong like even even today at, at work not like so much a weird situation but um one of my co-workers was like hey iridian how are you how's your your podcast going your your wrestling wrestlemania like podcast <laughs> and i'm like no it's just wrestling like wrestlemania happens once a year and like rather than explaining it i'm just like it's it's good it's you know you, you don't know what to say but there's always people who will tell you okay wrestling's you know is fake and you're like what are you talking about mm, what are you talking about like foxing is rigged like they, they make it make sense right so it, there's just sometimes where you kind of have to like be the bigger person and you know it, it not have to explain yourself all the time but definitely people give you like a side eye like oh you watch wrestling like that's weird or oh i used to watch wrestling back when when you know stone cold was wrestling who i'm wearing right now stone cold um who, who we love right but right. it's a wrestling is always evolving always changing and just because it's not like how it was back then you can still enjoy it and it's okay but um i find a lot of people will say well i i used to watch it back in the day and now it's not even wrestling um, which arguably now was would be more wrestling than back then, I think. Yeah, that's interesting that you say that because that's something that that irritates me a little bit in pop culture. Whenever, like, say for instance, you know the show Wild and Out, right? Mm-hmm. And then they'll have wrestling guests on there from WWE, yes. and then they'll make all kinds of references to like older people who aren't in, who aren't active in wrestling anymore, mm-hmm. and it's just like. And it bothers me, even though I know, you know, these people aren't diehard fans like I am. Mm -hmm. And I understand that. But then sometimes it makes me sad because it makes me feel like, are you really like watching to try to keep up or watching or doing research to try to, you know, relate to these people in a more 2022 way? Or are you just relying on the past um, people that you used to watch, but then it's just like after a certain point, after the 90s or something, you just kind of quit? And it makes me so sad because I'm just like those people who wrestle currently, you know, they know the past stuff. But then it's just like wrestling has evolved so much Mm -hmm. since then that it just makes you wonder, like, do you care that it's evolved or are you just stuck? (laughs) They're just stuck in the past. Like, I feel like a lot of people who don't watch wrestling now, if they would give it a chance, they would really, really love it. 
yeah they would because it's it's it continues to evolve and it's just a beautiful show to even watch there's something for everybody in wrestling and then there's not even just one show or one promotion you can watch too yeah and a a lot of people they don't get it and i kind of compare it to other sports to to kind of get them to relate to it i'm like okay it's kind of the same but people are like why are they why do they keep fighting each other and i'm like well football teams keep you know going against each other the same way and there's new people on the roster and people get drafted and you know people move to different you know companies and different leagues and we all yell at the refs and we all (laughs) yell at the coaches so technically it's like the same thing Yes, and we all yell at the commentators when they say something crazy. We sure do. Like, it's the same thing. It's just a little bit different, a little bit more, you know, enhanced theatricality behind it. Yeah. Yeah, so I feel like it deserves a little bit more respect in that sense when it comes to sports. And it's getting there, but, you know, we still have a while to go. Yeah. Yeah. So when did you decide to combine your love of radio and audio work with wrestling in terms of starting your own show or just talking about wrestling in general and in in your own way? Oh, man. When I was a junior in my undergrad for for college. So I was taking a podcasting class and this was a requirement to graduate. We all had to make a podcast and you all had to pick a theme and just make a podcast about it. And I had no idea what I was going to talk about. This was like two or three weeks into the class and every one of my classmates had a topic and I was still lost lost in the sauce i had no idea what was happening and i'm like i just need to talk about something that i know something that i like something that i can really make something out of and my friend was like well you like wrestling why don't you talk about wrestling and i'm like me talk about wrestling what am i gonna do talking about wrestling that makes no sense but i'm like you know what maybe I can talk a little bit about, you know, just kind of what I know, maybe for like a casual fan, maybe I can do some interviewing because I had just taken um, a radio interviewing class that I also needed. So I'm like, okay, maybe let, let's combine the the interviewing skills with the wrestling knowledge that I know. So let's put them together. And one of my first interviews for my um, my first podcast, it was called the Powerbomb Podcast. It was mm-hmm. with Trey Miguel, who, is now doing great and wonderful fantastic things we love trey and i just couldn't believe that he was like yeah let's let's do the interview i was like what i just reached out to him in his email and I, like i was like okay sure he he said yes this is amazing and he was on my first episode of the powerbomb podcast in, in undergrad and i was able to get some some really cool uh, audio clips and from then it was just history like it was incredible and my friend um was like well you know you do it by yourself um the class ended and i was like okay well no more podcast and teddy was teddy and i you know we're cousins and she always um talked to me about wrestling and we were like you know what let's start something together and she came up with the term rest friends I had never heard it before I'm like okay well that's what we call each other because we love wrestling and we're like best friends and we love each other so much so rest friends it is and we started with the YouTube channel and then moved on to our podcast okay so essentially when you were in school you were taking this class and you were just like i don't know exactly what i want to do but then you but then your friend was like yo you could talk about wrestling (laughs) and that's kind of where it started and then with 
And then the fact that you started, you know, with your first interview being someone in the business like Trey Miguel, like that's a pretty big deal to start <laughs> off with, you know? And then after that to move on to do it with your you said you said Teddy's your cousin? Your yeah, cousin? Te- yeah, Teddy is my cousin and uh we weren't like super super knowledgeable that like the other one loved wrestling so when we both found out that we both loved wrestling like to the uh, extent that we do we were like oh my god this makes sense let's talk about wrestling together mm-hmm. see that's beautiful that you and your cousin were able to um, bond in that way and still you know grow your friendship from that so how would you describe sort of the vibe of rest friends for those who um, are looking for a newer podcast to listen to in terms of wrestling yeah so our vibe is very much chill we like to think that if you don't know anything about wrestling you can still come on our podcast and learn something and have fun and have a good time because we love to talk about the chisme and the chisme is the gossip the backstage drama like we give you a little bit of of sazon a little bit of seasoning that a little bit of spice that um maybe you wouldn't get somewhere else or you know, maybe you just like to know what's going on and you like to be in the, in, in the girls chat and in the huddle. So I think that's kind of like the vibe that we we give and we welcome everyone. Everyone is a rest friend. Everyone is a wrestling friend when they listen to the Rest Friends podcast. Okay, that sounds amazing. I'm really glad that y'all were able to do that. And we got some more stuff going on in the comments. Um, Patrick saying, I agree there is more wrestling now, especially it's evolved for the women. Um, I remember in the WWF, women were barely getting it now. The women are main eventing and I enjoy it. And then we have another comment from uh, Lo. Um, They deliver the cheese (laughs) bag, yes. And Troy um, saying, we stand best friends. Oh, yeah. That's so that's sweet. Great. Thank you guys for going off in the comments. Continue to do so. Um, but it's really cool that you guys were able to do that and you felt inspired to share your love um, for wrestling in that way. It's, it kind of sounds a little bit like my show. Yeah. Except it's just me. Because. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my origin story is a bit different. Like, I tried to ask as many people as I could who loved wrestling, but some of them didn't have time or others didn't feel comfortable on audio stuff. So, and I knew I was doing it for the first time and I wasn't experienced, but I was like, okay, well, let me just try. And here I am. So, yeah. But look at you. That's the hustle that a lot of other people don't have um, because they're like, oh, well, I want to start a podcast or they look at maybe people who do have podcasts and like well I could do that well you're not doing it so we already are two steps ahead of you because we are doing it and like you you said you didn't know and now look like you have your own show yeah and it's great and I love having my own show it's cool being able to work on it and do you know what I want to do Mm -hmm. and put pointed in the direction that I wanted to go in and stuff like that and it's really cool in that way but sometimes whenever I look at others like when I first started I felt really insecure because I was just like all these other podcasts have co-hosts like like I don't have a co-host I literally just have me is that enough and it is enough it is I've learned now that it is enough. enough Yes. Yeah, I know now that it is, but when I first started, I was like, ah, I was, yeah. it was <laughs> I was so scared, but it's okay now. So, 
um, what would you say are some of the best moments that you've had um, during your radio um, work in terms of you interviewing wrestlers, just interviewing people, period, whether they be in music um, or other things as well, sports and stuff too? So at my first radio job, which um, I got while I was still an undergrad, I was a producer mm-hmm. and I was making all of the commercials, but uh, I don't know how it happened that everyone at work found out that I was a wrestling fan. But if they asked me about it, I wouldn't say that I wasn't. So we had a contract with WWE. So we would promote their shows and they would give us tickets. And I was like, what? This is crazy. And I would get tickets to go to the show because I would be one of, I was literally the only person at the station who liked wrestling. So whatever Mm -hmm. tickets they didn't give away on air, they would give to me and I would be able to go. And that's how Teddy and I went to a lot of WWE shows because we would get them when they came into town. And sometimes with those promotions, they would also offer people for interviews. Mm -hmm. And that's when I had some really, really incredible experiences. My first interview was AJ Styles. And he was fantastic. I think we talked on the phone for like 25 minutes. And the WWE people were like, okay, he's got to go. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of his time. But also, AJ didn't stop talking. He was telling me his whole life story. Um, he, mm-hmm. he was great. And I also got to interview Seth Rollins, Elias, who Elias stayed in character the whole time. So it was very, very hard to interview him. But I, I played along and he was great. And one of my first in-person interviews that I got to do was with Lacey Evans and Lacey was super super nice to me you know she was in character but still she was super super nice to me behind mm-hmm. behind the cameras and she was very very sweet so I definitely uh, have a, an appreciation for her just because of how she treated me you know when we were on on camera and off camera and when I interview them I try to stay away from like I I feel like I like to do my research but I like to go a little bit deeper with them and talk to them about their family about their home life and um, when I talked to Lacey about her daughter she kind of like let her guard down like her character kind of like you know she, she got out of character for a little bit and the same thing with AJ and I think that that's something that you know I want to connect with you so also the viewers and the listeners are able to connect with you in a way that maybe they wouldn't have before um, but they, that my first job really gave me a lot of amazing opportunities and I'm really, really thankful for that. Yeah, I could tell because when I was doing research, there was so much that you had already done. And I was just like, you know, this probably is through radio and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But I think it's amazing that you were able to have those experiences um, at your station, even though it might have felt weird because you were the only one um, who was a wrestling fan. Yeah. But it still opened up <laughs> lots of opportunities for you. Mm-hmm. So that's really impressive. And that's really cool. Like, yeah, that it was really awesome. It was just such such a good time, and even now, um, uh, now I'm at WGN, and they also know that I'm a wrestling fan. And um, it was recent that I got to interview Moose and Jordan Grace from Impact, mm-hmm. and that happened because the interview was originally offered to one of our sports guys, and he sent it to me, and he's like, "Here you go. I don't know what to do with this. Do you want to <laughs> interview them? Take." And I was like, "What?" what are you talking you're the sports guy do you need help like I can help you make questions like I can help you prep and he's like you know about it why would I do the interview if you know what's happening so I'm like 
oh my god so then i got approval for everyone and everyone was like yeah record it post it online you blog it everything promote it you do you and i was like you guys have way too much faith in me but i'll take it (laughs) yes you have to take it because it's just like i mean that one guy was like look um wrestling's not my thing um it's your thing you take it like that that would have that would have literally like made me really excited <laughs> like okay you want me to talk to this person okay i got you let's do it <laughs> i was uh, I, I was shook and I, I still think about that i'm like i cannot believe this man was just like here you go there you go take it um but it, it was it was great and meeting wrestlers is always just such a good time i love conventions because you just get to meet so many wrestlers and it's just such a good time and i love it i love it yeah, I love conventions too. They're really, really fun. Like they're like they're they're amazing. They're like overwhelming depending on how much bigger they are, but they're still really great though. You have to come with your money prepared though. Oh my goodness, you sure do. <laughs> um, Lo and I went to our very first WrestleMania together this past WrestleMania. Yeah, and we went to WrestleCon, and we had never been to WrestleCon before. Mm-hmm. But when I tell you. It is like you go in there and you're like overstimulated because there's just so much going on and you're like, I'm making eye contact with all the wrestlers and they're literally right there. And it's terrifying, terrifying. We had to do a lap before we even went to the people who we were supposed to meet with. Yeah, because you want (laughs) to see everything. And Mm -hmm. first of all, and then you need to, you know, prepare yourself to get in line to meet these people. Mentally prepare. Yeah, I totally (laughs) get it. But yeah, conventions are great. I just want you to send me good vibes or pray for me when I go yes. to New York Comic Con next oh, week. Oh my goodness, that oh is going to be insane! I'm sending all the positive vibes. Thank I'm gonna, you. I'm gonna, I don't know, I'm gonna buy some sage or something because I know New York Comic Con is like nothing else, and that's only prepping for like San Diego Comic Con. So, I everyone who's gonna be at that panel, I'm wishing you amazing, amazing energy. I know Lo's gonna be there too. You guys are just gonna kill it. I know it. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be a part of it. It's such a big blessing. Um, Because I only just started going to conventions like that in 2019. And that was before I even started the podcast. Mm -hmm. And so it's just to be at this point now, it's just really mind blowing. So Do you you have your outfit ready? Uh, Yeah, I have my outfit ready for the panel. I'm not cosplaying though, I don't think. Oh, no, you I feel like my brother always anytime we go to a convention i go with my brother and he's like well why don't you cosplay and i'm like what if i meet one of the wrestlers that i love i don't want to take a picture in my cosplay there's no way why i met rick (laughs) flair no the first the first con i went to was alabama comic con in 2019 Mm -hmm. and i met rick flair dressed as captain marvel and i don't regret it is the picture amazing i have to you have to Show me oh, I'm gonna send it to you. I'm gonna yes. send it to you. Mm-hmm. But yes, like I took a picture like with him in Captain Marvel gear, <laughs> and I don't regret it at all because oh, I knew man. I wanted to be Captain Marvel, and I knew he was gonna be there. So I, I just had to be true to both parts of myself. And I okay, was. yes, and you accepted it. I love yes. that. Yes, and he was cool about it too. So it was great. <laughs> it was great. Um, so what is what how do you okay so since you work in radio and you did talk about your love of music do you still feel that radio has a place even in the age of streaming music oh yeah definitely um i remember when i started my uh my undergrad a lot of the teachers would be like well we've been hearing that radio is dying and that radio is dead for years 
but radio, I think there's a statistic, let me bring out my, my stats, that um, radio is still like the most listened to thing because it's the first thing that you listen to when you get into your car. Um, even if it's just for a couple seconds before you put on Spotify or whatever you, you listen to, radio is the first thing. And that's where a lot of people get their news. You know, a lot of places that are not in the United States don't have access to a lot of streaming. So they only listen to the radio. And I have such a love for it that I guess, you know, I've been able to work behind the scenes and both on air that it's just like, it's so magical. And the things that you are able to create on through audio that will make a mental picture in someone's head is like, insane uh lo's talking about um russell khan she's is also traumatized by the fact that we had to do a laugh <laughs> yeah i, I will never forget oh geez it's iconic though it's very iconic but yes i think that radio still has a spot um and you know even with a lot of the apps that you get you know there's a tune in app there's a lot of apps that people have specifically just to listen to the radio and how do people win concert tickets by listening to the radio <laughs> Right, like, cause I want tickets to a football game like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I do you. believe, I do believe radio is still important. I still like it, you know. Every yeah. now and again, it just depends on my mood, because a lot of the time during the day when I'm at work, I like to listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, because I work on, I work um in a law firm, so yeah. it's like sometimes a lot of the time we have to be quiet, and it's easy to listen to a podcast and be quiet, of course, until you listen to something that's funny, then that just mm-hmm. kind of destroys it. But then when I listen to music, I get the urge to sing, and then that's really loud and yeah it, it, it's a it's it's not a mess though but yeah I still get it and I'm glad that radio is still a thing because I don't think I would know what my life would be like if there was no radio I think I would cry same same it would be too much if there was no radio I think like it scares me to think about the idea that maybe one day we'll all have children and then they won't have it it's just like what that's insane it's insane I, I hope it doesn't get that way though well not in our lifetime at least (laughs) yeah I hope not oh my god that would scare me so what would you say is the best part of working in radio oh my goodness honestly every day is something different and I usually work behind the scenes so I'm in charge right now of booking so I book the, the some of the shows that we have so every day I'm emailing different people meeting new people like building my my network and I do like talking to people because honestly uh, hearing a story that's like not your own is so refreshing and I feel like people definitely need to step out of their comfort zone and do it more often because you never know how someone else is doing can actually make you look at your life differently so I think that's really really great and I've just met so many great people so many opportunities and I feel like you need to make as many friends as possible because every job that I've ever had has been because someone has recommended me for that job or is because someone I know it has never happened that I have applied to a job and there they have contacted me because of an application it's always been because someone that I know or someone that I've worked with has been like oh you know I think Iridian would be good for this so it's all about who you know and definitely putting in that that work ethic but 
radio has just let allowed me to do so many things. It let me go to one of the World Cups that we had here, um, so many sporting events, and so many wrestling shows. So a lot of my greatest experience have been because of radio. That's beautiful. Like that's really beautiful that you had, that you are listening to all of those stories and really taking them in and sort of, excuse me, applying it to your own story and your own life and stuff. Like that's beautiful. I can appreciate that because I think that's one of the best parts about podcasting too. It's like you're talking to people who love your one thing, but then they get into it in a very different way outside of um, how you got into it, you know. And there's just always so many different stories and. And it coalesces into one big, colorful quilt of love. Yeah, exactly. Yes, I love it. (laughs) So how do you feel about the state of music now and even its place in wrestling? Oh, oh my God. So I love talking about music and wrestling. So I think that music in a lot of ways has gone hand in hand with wrestling. And it's so mainstream that a lot of musicians have talked about wrestling. Like we know Cardi B, she's always talking about wrestling. And there's been so many wrestling references in so many songs. Like I know Bad Bunny is such a huge wrestling fan, which is so great that he has had his moments in the WWE and he has just always included little hints in his songs like he's talked about Jimmy Snuka he's talked about Eddie Guerrero he has talked he has a song called Booker T like I I guess because I love music so much and wrestling the fact that my two worlds get to collide I'm like oh my god this is just too much for me this is too much and um for my uh, for my Chicago Setlist podcast, I was actually able to interview uh, Downstate, who is the band that made the theme song for Cody Rhodes. Oh and my god! They have a lot of other theme songs. They made Britt Baker's theme song. They made Zack Ryder's theme song. The Miz, his current theme song is is by them. So it's he was just telling me about his his band's journey and how it went writing that song for Cody and the performance that they had in AEW backstage and then him coming out to it at WrestleMania. Like you just learn a lot of things through people's music and when it connects to wrestling, it's just on a different level for me and I love it so much. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, Adrenaline. <laughs> Everybody loves that song. I, it is I love iconic. it too. Yes. Yeah, I love it. I love it too. And honestly, when it comes to music and wrestling, like it goes together so well. And I feel like I feel weird because my um, my dad was one of those people who would buy the albums Mm -hmm. that WWE released a lot of the time. And I didn't realize how much I really liked wrestling themes until he bought those CDs like (laughs) WWE Anthology or when he or like um, forcible entry or Mm. like the volumes of music that they would have yes like that's the kind of stuff that i love and even i feel like this is also a deep cut wwe originals when jim johnson made the made the music and actually let the and let the wrestlers sing it or rap it or whatever yes like i still bump um lillian garcia's you don't know me to this day Oh my goodness. Um, Lo is, I'm looking at her in the comments. She's talking about the John Cena album. That too. John Cena's album changed my life. Let me tell you. Like, he is my favorite, my favorite wrestler, my favorite person. 
but John Cena's songs just hit different. Like this man did not have to go so hard in the studio for all of his music. There was no reason, no reason. It's amazing. He didn't, but what's so funny is it's almost like if you didn't know that he was a rapper, you almost couldn't tell now. Yes. But if you really think about it, like he really had a full on music career. Like it's crazy. It's insane. And you know what? In WWE, they have had some really, really good highlights, especially with marketing. I always remember them around Christmas time and they would have this commercial run about their merch for WWE shop. And I still remember that it was like the 12 days of Christmas and on every day they would give like something that was like from WWE shop. And the first, uh, on the first day of Christmas was always a John Cena My Life DVD. So it would be, so yeah, it was amazing. And I'm like, why don't they bring that marketing back? It was a song, it was catchy. And then it ended with like a John Cena My Life DVD and i'm like oh my god i feel like i remember that that's so i vaguely remember that yes and it was like two dx hats and then like something else Uh, i have to i have to look this up i've never been able to find it oh my god that's so (laughs) crazy that's almost like i feel like even with their shop.com commercials i discovered like the song I forgot the name of it, but it's like all of these things make me oh, alive. Yes. Like I never forgot that song because of that commercial. Mm-hmm. Never. Like I never forgot about it. And, and that's e- genius. Crazy. Their part because you stick. You remember it. Yes, and even with WrestleMania this year and how they have the weekend, who I think deserves so much credit for having his theme song for three WrestleManias in a row all the time. Like and and Pitbull. Pitbull is also always there, Lord. Yeah, and it's just like, even this year with their commercials for Texas, Mm -hmm. it's like all you can think about, you can hear Sacrifice over and over again, and then you hear Pat McAfee's stupendous (laughs) in the back. It's so funny. It's so funny, oh my God. I love it. But yeah, it works. It Mm -hmm. works. It stays with you, because every time you hear those songs, you think about wrestling or you think about the event it's attached to yeah it never fails <laughs> i love it so much my biggest wish though as in terms of wrestling theme songs is that i wish they would bring back ray mysterio's old theme <gasps> that really? is my song oh ray mysterio's old theme song <laughs> who's that jumping out the sky art yeah Mysterio? bring that back I love that. I love that, but I also love his current theme song. So if it could be like a mashup, that would be good. I feel like a mashup would be good. We don't have enough mashups in wrestling. This is this is the next topic for, for the next um, podcast, that we don't have enough mashups in wrestling. Yeah, mashups <laughs> work. Because, I mean, even RK-Bro had a little bit of a mashup. Yeah. They did. And Riddle and Riddle, you know, still uses it from time to time, but at the same time, I mean, you don't have as much. And then when they did start it, I feel like a lot of people didn't really appreciate them as much. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe we maybe that's the thing we need to manifest. But Ray Mysterio's old theme is the greatest. <laughs> I love that song. I used to put that song on repeat in the car. Like, oh my god, I love it. I love it. So what are some hobbies that you have outside of wrestling and outside of your um, audio journalism career? Oh, man. Um, I I write. Oh, I don't write as much anymore, but I used to write a lot of poetry. I used to do a lot of open mics and, and spoken word when I was in high school. 
and I during quarantine I bought a ukulele um I know like half of one song and it's not that great um Lo can tell you that she's heard it and it's not that great <laughs> but yeah it's I guess oh, those man. would be like the two things that that I'm I'm really interested in I used to to sketch and draw for a little bit but I'm not the best artist so I guess you would say my like pieces are like abstract because you can't tell what they are <laughs> wow <laughs> Well, that's cool, though, um, that those are your hobbies. It's like a mixture of different things in terms of, like, writing and um, even with the ukulele. Because I feel like during the pandemic, like, there's so much that um, we were doing and not doing at the same time. So I feel like um, there's just so many different things that people just pick up. But I think that's cool that you were into so many different things like that. Yeah, I I guess I tried a little bit of a variety. I honestly will pick up one thing and then once I learn how to do it a little bit, then I'll be done with it. Like I was making bracelets for a little bit and then like I guess my new thing is like rhinestoning. So I love rhinestoning all my wrestling tees. Um, And I think that that's a hobby that I might stick with because it's kind of relaxing for me. So I think that this one will stick. Okay, I think yeah. rhinestoning is really cute. Like, I like it when stuff is bedazzled. It's just, yes. it adds an extra flair to it. It does add a little bit of something extra because a lot of wrestling t-shirts are not cute. So they do need a little extra um. Yeah, they really do. <laughs> so I want to ask you something that's really, um, I don't feel like it's really deep, but at the same time, it's still a good, like, um, a very heartfelt question. Yeah. Um, As a woman of color, and seeing as this is Hispanic Heritage Month, as a Hispanic woman, um, how is representation, well, what does representation in wrestling and also in radio mean to you? And do you feel like you're a part of that change or that wave? So when I started my, um, well, before I started radio, one of my biggest uh, reasons that I wanted to be a radio host was because there was this woman in Chicago named Showbiz Shelley and she was on my top 40 station and I honestly grew up listening to her because she would do like the pop culture news and any you know when I was getting dropped off to school she would be telling me what the um what the what the news was and I was like oh my goodness like I want to be like Showbiz Shelley when I grow up and when I started doing radio when I got my first job I was very very fortunate that the radio station was majority women so the, the only place where there were men was the morning show and the late late show but midday and the the drives like everything it was all women my boss was a woman my general manager was a woman so I felt like I was unstoppable because I'm like there's all women here so it's amazing and in regards to wrestling, I had never thought about like being in ring, you know, but when I saw Lillian Garcia, I'm like, oh my God, Lillian, I can do that. I can ring announce. And even seeing, uh, you know, um, Renee, when she got to do commentary, I'm like, oh, I can do commentary too, because Renee's doing it. And I still talk about that being like one of the most recent moments that WWE has really proven that it works you know Renee was just so fantastic and she really did inspire a lot of people because I still think about it like 
I would have never thought to do that if I hadn't seen Renee do it first. So I think that representation is extremely, extremely important. And I remember seeing Melina on TV for the first time and I was like, oh my gosh, she's got dark hair like me. She's a little tan like me. What is happening? Like that is incredible. And for you to even see someone that kind of sort sort of similarly looks like you, it honestly makes such an impact. So me and Teddy talk about this all the time. You know, when we uh, do our podcast, sometimes we say things in Spanish, but of course we always translate them. But we always want to be true to ourselves. Like we know that as Mexican women, like our moms only speak Spanish. And would they be able to listen to one of our podcasts? Maybe not, probably not. But when we do talk about them and all the memories we have, like we always try to incorporate some sort of our culture into the podcast because a lot of people don't know. And, you know, it's just always good for that exposure into your own life to make those deeper connections. But it is so, so important. And I'm glad that there are so many women in our community now and that we're all connecting and that we're all really just working hard at it and being positive with each other because I think that would make it more inclusive and inspire more women to come into this too definitely like I absolutely love um seeing all kinds of people in the wrestling space um even in the wrestling broadcasting space um and also even you know in wrestling as well and then also just in music as well and radio too and i'm glad that you're a part of that as well because it's just like there's so much that we all have to offer not even just um even in your community but also in my community too and it's just beautiful seeing all the colors and all the different cultures um and all the ways in which we see things and how we're being bold enough to actually put it out there and be true to ourselves um regardless of whether or not it makes people comfortable or not because that's not really necessarily our problem Mm -hmm. um we just have to be true to ourselves and our culture and the right people will hear it and the right people will embrace it and i'm really happy that you and teti are able to um create that sort of environment you know for people like you and even people who aren't like you um so i think that's a beautiful thing so are there any improvements that you would like to see um with people in wrestling in terms of hispanic wrestlers Ooh, that's a good question, Stephanie. I <laughs> think about that. Um, I, I honestly think um, if I could see Mexican women represented a little bit more, I think that would be amazing. When Thunder Rosa came out, I was like, what? Oh my God, who is it? She's incredible. I love her so much. She's amazing. Like, that's what I want to see. And she would come out like really, really representing. And it's something that that I love about her that she comes out and she represents and she's not scared of her culture because a lot of people, you know, especially in Mexican culture and, you know, you growing up here, sometimes you shy away from that and you don't want to you know, be so proud of your culture and, you know, to show so much. But I think when people are not afraid to show like who they truly are and where they came from, it's incredible. Like um, the Lucha Brothers also do a really, really great job. Anytime they have a pay-per-view, some of their entrances have been incredible. And I really, like Teddy and I were there last time when they won the the Tag Team Championships for um, uh, the Young Bucks. 
in in that cage match and they came out with fire and their their gear and it was just so amazing and teddy and i were like oh my god we're crying what's happening oh. like it's, it was just so so amazing to see like our culture represented so well like that so i am just here for all of that and i definitely think that we need to see more of that televised and and in mainstream Definitely, I agree. Because I remember when I watched that match and I saw them come out like that, I was just like, "This is beautiful." Okay, <laughs> I like this. I like it a lot. I like it. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I was living for it. It also reminds me of that time Rey Mysterio came out of WrestleMania 22 with that giant headdress. Oh my God! Yeah, it was so beautiful. I was Amazing. like, "Come on!" Amazing. Yeah, it's so pretty. I can't. <laughs> I can't deal. So, how do you? feel about the state of wrestling and what do you think is really good about it and what could be improved on it so I think that now and I always say this like now or two weeks ago like it is the best time to be a wrestling fan because there's literally so much wrestling there's so many different promotions and wrestling has never been more accessible than it is now it's online people are discovering it through social media these big big moments like i remember when naomi returned at the royal rumble she was all over twitter she owned twitter for like three weeks she so did. it was amazing and people who don't know anything about wrestling when um when bad bunny was wrestling they were like oh my god did you know this was happening and i'm just like yes i did i watch wrestling why did you not know what's happening and it, <laughs> it's still making news i know um, John Cena just granted his 650th wish, which he beat his own record of 600 wishes, which is insane because I think like the most wishes ever granted is like 200. So John Cena has tripled that, which is insane. So the good thing about wrestling is that right now that there's so much of it going around. So you can literally pick and choose what you want. If you don't want to watch something, then don't watch it. But I think that the negativity in in sometimes um, how fans treat other fans and how fans talk about or treat wrestlers is is probably like a negative because I feel like if we all just treat each other better, then the community is overall better. But sometimes, you know, you get these people especially towards women when you try to talk to a man about wrestling he's always trying to be like well you you watch wrestling what okay then what was the theme song in SummerSlam in 1990 like who cares what is that relevant to me being a fan like make it make sense Jimmy or whoever you're talking to at the time like you just have to be more open like just because someone doesn't watch some kind of wrestling doesn't mean that you should exclude them from the fandom because it's not your fandom exactly yeah I agree with that um I feel really sorry for women who have gone through that um I only went through that one time um in the sense but it was from someone that I used to date and he was gonna argue me down that a certain wrestler had passed and i knew that they hadn't and weirdly enough life coalesced in a way that i have pictures with this wrestler (laughs) so you know life is amazing um (laughs) but either way like i hate it when people do that to other people because it's just like i feel like 
even though there are people who might not know a lot about wrestling, you still have to still be open to them because they might want to learn, number mm-hmm. one. And then number two, you don't know where people started watching wrestling at. So you can't just throw all kinds of questions at them and just quiz them and make it seem like, oh, well, you're not a fan if you don't know this. For all you know, I could have just started watching wrestling two months ago. Exactly. So I wouldn't know you know what theme song was what at you know SummerSlam of 92 and then for some people if their knowledge is really long and if there's something that they're blanking on that doesn't make them any less of a fan than you like you're still a fan regardless so I just feel like that type of behavior that's gatekeeping um Mm -hmm. it's 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 terrible and it's toxic and it does need to stop and I do agree with you um, in that sense and also in what's good about it because there is so much for us you know to embrace and love about it and it's everywhere so it's a good thing and it's a fun time to be a fan like I love it so this is sort of a fun question Um, who would you say are your top five wrestlers of all time male female or non-binary oh of all time Oh man, um, oh this is tough. Okay, so I guess I would definitely have to have John Cena as my number one, just mm-hmm. because he is like one of the reasons that I kept watching wrestling because like I, like I was for John Cena, like for the spinner belt, for the camo, and till Me this too. day I'm like yes him. Um, also Trish because she was really just such an icon and such a really really important person in my fandom and my sticking to WWE and she was one of the first women that I saw so Trish definitely deserves a spot so she's number two um I would say Britt Baker is my number three and she's a little she's still wrestling she's she's you know new on on my list but the first moment that I saw Britt I was like what she's a dentist there's no way that she's wrestling <laughs> and that she's a dentist um and she is and she is incredible and she's super super nice so sweet i was she able to is. meet her at a WrestleCon, and she was literally the sweetest person so i think she's just amazing in the ring and she's probably going to be on my mount rushmore of women forever so yes Britt baker and someone i mean i have two more people this is tough this is really tough because of all time definitely Shawn michaels i love Shawn michaels i think he was just also such a big part of my childhood growing up and him and dx like when i i guess i started watching when not the like original dx but when him and it was just him and triple h so they were just hilarious and there's just something about people who can make me laugh while also like being athletic and incredible is just fantastic and he's such a showman so Mm -hmm. i like people who really can can like show you know complete packages and my final person i would say is william regal and a lot of people might be shocked by this but i love william regal and i didn't watch him a lot growing up so he's very new to me in the sense that like i've got i have had to go back to like research what he did but he really really helped a lot of wrestlers you know in the back and he has just been such a great mentor to a lot of people and when he was the general manager 
for NXT. He was just fantastic. And he is also very, very kind and just such a gentleman. I also met him at WrestleCon and I have nothing but wonderful things to say about Mr. William Regal. So those are my top five. That's a pretty solid top five. And I love how you mentioned William Regal because honestly, it's just like when they made that announcement about Survivor Series being War Games this year, and he won't be able to say it now it just angers my soul my heart breaks and also when they had like the 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 war games in, in aew i'm like what is he gonna say but they're like oh he can't say it and i'm just like what like right <laughs> oh the licensing the, oh, the yes. drama the legal issues i hate it <laughs> it it just stops us from getting what we want at times and it just yeah. makes me so sad yeah um so what would you say is the greatest thing that wrestling has given you oh man it's given me like the mentality that like to shoot for the stars to dream big and i feel like there's not a lot of other things that have done that for me um maybe like superhero movies but wrestling like and wrestlers are real life superheroes like i will i will this was the hill that i will die on is that wrestlers are actual superheroes because they are super athletic and they're just able to make you watch them for an entire career and really make them really make you invested in them like I have titles up here because like the I love SmackDown and I love the women on SmackDown. So I bought a title. Like how crazy is that? That they got <laughs> me to spend my money on a title because I was so invested in the SmackDown women's division. Right. Like, it's it's just insane. And the fact that I've really come to love wrestling so much that I'm now thinking of it as a career, like that has made me dream big. And also this is where John Cena comes in because this is Mr. Never Give Up. So I literally have every John Cena book that he has written about like, oh, you know, your your passions and like motivation stuff. So I, that, that's one of the greatest things that wrestling has given me is just kind of the mentality to dream big. Definitely, that's beautiful. Like, I definitely agree with that. Like for me, I would say, even though I know this isn't really about me, it's more about you. Um, but I feel like in this conversation, I feel like it's given me the mentality of believing in the impossible. Yeah. Because there's no way, if you had asked Stephanie like five or six years ago um, what she would be doing, it probably wouldn't be this. <laughs> it wouldn't be this. It wouldn't it just wouldn't and just yeah. the idea that I'm sitting here doing this and gotten all of the experiences that I've had in something that I have always watched um with people that I'm close to but never really expressed on such a larger level like now it's it, it blows my mind and it it's scary at times but then at the same time it also makes me feel very purposeful like I'm doing something that really means something and it gives me not goosebumps but it makes me feel alive yeah it kind of brings you back to to reality a little it's just like wow this is insane like i'm actually doing this right now and it's a good feeling mm -hmm. it really is so what would you say the future holds for you iridium oh man i would hope that 
eventually I do work for a wrestling company. Uh, if you listen to our podcast, I'm always saying Triple H, my future boss, um, or I'm saying Cody Rose, my future boss, when Cody was still at AEW. So now Tony Khan, my future boss. Um, I feel like it's it's just to try to be, you know, you have to manifest it. You have to say it and put it into the universe that that's what you want. A lot of people are going to be like, that's fake, whatever. But like, you have to men- like mentally prepare yourself for the things that you want. So you're gonna push for it if you do speak it out into existence. Um, I really, really hope that um, our, our YouTube just does amazing things and that people love our videos. We are currently on our road to a thousand subscribers. I think we're like at 910 right now. So we literally only need 90 more people guys to hit that <laughs> 1K. And um, Teddy and I, really love cooking and we want to incorporate that into rest friends somehow and talk about our culture but also wrestling so that would probably be the next step for our youtube but i would see myself working at at a wrestling promotion and hopefully backstage interviewing because i literally like that's my dream and i know i was going to talk to you about this um do you remember the the wrestlemania they were looking for someone to like be a backstage interviewer or something for a tiktok and i made all the tiktoks and i know you made all the tiktoks and they didn't pick anyone yes that was this year yes they didn't pick anyone and i was they so mad anybody i was mad too i was crying to, as a matter of fact i think i've discussed this on the show before but i did all the tiktoks and i even made clips out of interviews that i did last year at nwa for empower and i worked really hard and stuff and when they didn't pick anybody and when they didn't say who they picked I was devastated because I was just like I really wanted to do it and I got my nails done I bought shoes and a whole outfit for it and everything just in case they put they messaged me or something and when they didn't I was devastated but then as I kept watching the coverage you know for the pre-show and then for Wrestlemania Saturday and Wrestlemania Sunday we saw no one and I was just like so okay and then I didn't feel bad anymore I wasn't I wasn't upset anymore but at the same time I was just like so they so so we went through all of that and nothing (laughs) for nothing for nothing and it's it's it was a lot of work right like we had to do our green screen we had to do our editing you have to memorize the line so you're not looking at the camera like there was a lot of preparation and for them to literally be like okay sorry we're not even gonna pick anyone like you could have just sent me an email because the I was at WrestleMania and I'm just like, okay, did we miss it? Did the TikTok person come out? What's happening? Like they literally picked no one. And they had so many people to choose from. They did. They did. But here's the thing though, like I heard from someone that I work with for Women's Wrestling Talk. They said that they have the right to do that. So and they if do. Yeah. they do have the right to do that. So I was so after hearing it from that perspective, I wasn't angry or sad about it anymore because because that really put a dent in my confidence for a minute. I was just like, so WWE doesn't want me now. Will they ever want me? Like I was uh, And that like, that also made me think like you had all these people to pick from. Are we all sucky that you didn't pick a single one of us? Like what? Oh my god. I just try not to go down that road, but but it it does make me feel better that they didn't pick anyone because I, I would have been like oh man because then I would have constantly been comparing myself to whoever they did pick so me maybe too. it was for the better. 
yeah maybe it was for the better but you know I guess that just means down the road you know will be you know actually working for them or maybe they'll do something like that again sometimes I wish they'll do a recruitment for people on broadcasting like the same way they do for wrestlers that's amazing I had never thought about that they should do that they really should like if they did something like that like for commentary and also for backstage interviewing I would more than likely go for it and just try if they had an NXT that was only for for backstage people and for commentators and broadcasters that would be great I would leave here (laughs) and pack everything and just go and move to Florida wherever they're at yes yes like definitely Mm-hmm. Definitely, I'd have to do it. But Iridian, this was a great conversation for us to have. I'm so happy you were able to come on my show. Thank um, you thank so you. much. You have been amazing, Stephanie. Amazing. And you've been an amazing <laughs> guest to have. You know, if you ever want to come back, please do. But in the meantime, tell everybody where they can find you and follow you and what you've got going on. Yes, you can find me and Teddy and everything Rest Friends at Rest Friends on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And in our bio, there's going to be a little link tree that will link you to literally everything that we have going on. But also head over to YouTube and type in Rest Friends and you'll see a lot of amazing videos that we have. My interview with um, with Zach Call from Downstreet who made the uh, theme song for Cody Rhodes, that's on there. We have a lot of reactions. Sometimes I do makeup, like I have my Darby Allen and my Asuka makeup up there. We literally have everything. We have unboxings and vlogs and reactions. And I feel like there's something for everyone on YouTube at our Rest Friends page. So make sure you head over there. All of our information is up there. right so i would just like to thank iridian fiero for coming on the hardy wrestling podcast and sharing her story because i always was fascinated with her seeing her side by side with lo from wrestling wind down and i was so happy to finally get a chance to talk to her and get to know her and I hope that at some point she can return to the Hardy Wrestling Podcast. So as usual, know that you can follow me, your girl, Stephanie Hardy, on Instagram and Twitter at Queen Steph Hardy. And um, listen to the Hardy Wrestling Podcast everywhere you get your podcasts. Anchor, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and also find our find the YouTube channel at the Hardy Wrestling Podcast where you'll find the purple and pink and white logo with HWP in the middle. So in the meantime, in between time, I hope you stay on the lookout for other episodes that I have coming out this week. Like I said, it is International Podcast Week, so I will be popping off this week because I have people to talk to who have a lot going on. So in the meantime, in between time, I hope you're doing as well as you possibly can. I hope that you're staying safe if you do stay in the state of Florida because of that hurricane that's rummaging all up and through. And I hope you guys are staying safe and um, that you have everything that you need and that you're taking care of yourselves. And also, I just hope that we're taking care of ourselves, period, because there is a change in season. It is fall. And 
depending if you love cold weather, then this is like your time because it's spooky season and so many other different things. But if you're like me and prefers the summer, then you're having a little bit of adjustment to make. But either way, I hope you're adjusting to the change of the seasons well. And I hope that you're just um, continuing to show love to yourself and show love to your family and to your community. And I hope that you're being the light in this situation um, and in the world as well. So with that in mind, this is the Hardy Wrestling Podcast with the girl Stephanie Hardy. And until next time, bye y'all.